Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Jason. I know, I know. You haven't heard from us in a few weeks. And we had camp, and oh, man, my trying to figure out my job and i'm finishing a semester also of teaching it is a mad oh cheerleading is starting for our youngest daughter it's a madhouse over here but we could not let gen con come and go without giving you an episode all about gen con so if you want to hear some news the news is it's gen con this weekend i guess if you're listening to this in real time if you're not well gen con did happen the first weekend of August of 2023. It's true. We are not going, which is said. Because of all the four things I just yeah. mentioned. Plus, uh, you don't have any concerts this weekend. I don't. It's just. We got well, a birthday have, party. Yeah, we, we got, got a memorial. We got. Oh, so. And so many I mean, things. all that I'd be doing there is buying games anyway. And. We probably don't need any more of those for a little while, so um, I think we'll be all right. We we did buy a lot of games of Origins. Um, it actually wasn't as bad as it's been before. Really? Yeah, it wasn't as bad. Oh, I guess I looked I sh- back through some pictures, and it was definitely uh, <laughs> a light not year. as bad as before. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I think because there weren't as many games coming out that I was interested in as there had been previous years. But Genicon, that is a completely different story, and that's what we're going to talk about on this week's episode. We don't even have games played. We're going straight into it. And part of it is there are several d- games that um, are, are at Gen Con that we have already played. So we're not going to talk about those today. But we have played them. Um, so we have each picked our top four games that we're super interested in that are going to be at Gen Con. Some are already released. Some are just demo only. Um, if there is a demo for Luthier at Gen Con, I will shed a real tear for not being able to try it out. I don't think that game is going to... I don't think they have anything outside of that game other than the box. Even just the concept looks awesome. I want to be like Dave. That's his name, right? Dave Beck, yeah. Yeah, Dave. I, y- you want me to try this game. You want me to work on <laughs> playing with a prototype. Cause you need I, us, Dave. You need us. And I'm so pumped about this game, and I need this game in my life. But we're not talking about the game either, because we don't know if it's going to be there or not. So we've each got four, and they're... Interestingly enough, all of mine are like heavy euros with lots of tracks for the most part. Uh, Jason went heavy into card games, which is interesting flip for us. But we also have a good number of honorable mentions in a couple other categories. So lots, lots, lots of Gen Con stuff to talk about. So Jace, why don't you get started with the first game that you want to check out by, I don't know, from Gen Con. All right, so the, my first one, I put it on here first because it's not as exciting as some of the others because it's kind of a re-implementation, reprint of sorts, and it is Bonanza Dahlias. And this is from Amigo, designer Uwe Rosenberg, and apparently it is for sale, $22. I don't know if that's for, for sure, but that's what the Board Game Geek said, so we're going to go with it. But 
this version of Bonanza is basically Bonanza with flower art. Actually, nice flower art, not cartoony flowers holding cigarettes next to gas cans. <laughs> um, it's that would only be really, chili flower, okay. Yeah, chili flower. It, it's really nice art, and it's the same game as far as I can tell, just with different art. So if, if a flower is more your jam than funky-looking cartoon beans, then this one it should be up your alley. I love Bonanza. Bonanza is great. Everybody we played it with has a great time, and it just I think maybe this theme might get more people into it. The flower and plant theme is huge right now. So yes. I kind of see why they did this cuz you know, let's go like printing money here. And I think honestly more people might play this game because of this this new version. So if that's the case, that's awesome cuz people need to play it. It's so good. So the first one I'm excited about and really want to get is Bonanza Dahlias. Well, especially because not only is it about beans, which is fine, but it's like hokey looking yellow box oh yeah is it in that same kind of look or is it totally different the dahlia's box is really nice it's like a nice box with a big flower on the cover it looks really good the flower takes up the whole cover okay well that's i think that's another thing is like the shelf appeal is much higher than oh, bonanza yeah. bonanza nobody looks ever stated. accused bonanza of looking good that's for sure that's that is the truth <laughs> oh boy i'm pretty sure that's clemens franz art i'm gonna look while i was gonna uh, say it it, it gives me the clemens franz feels but i didn't want to <laughs> say anything because i you know i don't feel like i need to mention my boy in every podcast but it does look like clemens franz art i don't know it's maybe a little too cartoony for clemens um my first game is a game that i i don't know if i have talked about before I don't know if it had a Kickstarter. It is Clemens Franz, by the way, before you get going. Interesting. He's one of them. There's 13 artists, but. Oh, was this a Kickstarter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about this one, actually. Um, but the game is Barcelona. Or however you want to say it. I think I think it's there's an accent to it that if I did it right, it would be better. Uh, but Barcelona is um, like if this is set back also mid 19th century. So this is going back to like a theme of games that we like. It's got, it's not really super beigey, but it's got tracks. Uh, so you are builders in 18, er, in the 1800s in Barcelona to working to expand the city because it just got super overcrowded. It was the most densely populated city in all of Europe, like in the mid 18, in the mid 1800s. So you are going to work on it. You're going to like construct buildings. We're going to get citizens who want to leave the old city. You got to build streets and tram lines and public services. And, you know, there's some even some architectural style. Uh, What intrigued me, I watched Rado play this. So at its heart, it's a worker placement game. Right. But you are like drawing these chits out of a bag you're placing your workers in places but when you place your workers not only are you blocking out spaces where other people could go but if you have workers out if you build new buildings those the workers are then available to move into the new building so it's like lots of different layers um of the game that kind of like set up on each other 
which I think is really cool. Uh, the components look, I mean, they are probably cardboard, but the, the art on it looks cool. The different types of buildings that you can put out there. Um, your player board has some special actions that you can do. There are lots, there's just, there's a freaking ton going on. If you just look at just the board itself, all these different sections plus sections on your player board to do things. I think there's even a, a little, there's a little sideboard, it's really nicely colored. I see tracks. It looks like everything we would love in a game. And I can't believe we haven't talked about it before. Um, now, Rado's review was paid. So. All of his reviews are paid now. He's a shill. I know. As much as I love the man. Um, but he said that this one is one of his new favorites. Like, he really liked it such great worker placement such great choices um how you can combo things off of each other and he's like there's it feels like there's just tons of big turns because you can layer these different things um on your turn and i'm like ooh, that kind of like sounds a little like uh um a vitalis serta game so uh the designer is danny garcia and uh, Danny Garcia also designed another game I was looking at, Arborea. Also married to the married to the Rock, right? <laughs> I don't think was married that. to the Rock. His ex wife's name was Danny Garcia. I know. I don't think it's that same Danny Garcia. However, would be really interesting. No. Oh, it's a designer from Barcelona. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's another one that's uh, had a Kickstarter campaign and will also be at Gen Con. That's Arborea. And I was like, dude, this looks really good. And there were like tons of tracks and stuff on it too. So I'm like, th this could be a designer that I'm really interested in. Um, and it's this game is from Board and Dice. Jason is a big fan. I was about to say, you had me at board and dice. I know. This looks like this mid-heavy Euro worker placement, tile, a little bit tile placement, because you're putting out these buildings and in-game bonuses, which I love so much. Um, there's like uh, three scoring phases that kind of go in between the rounds, and there's a final scoring phase, which I think is really cool. Um, and you usually on your turn have like just a, a couple actions, a couple actions, a building phase, and then you prepare for your next turn. I like games that do that. It always seems like when I have a limited number of actions, I'm like working really hard. My brain wants to make great choices. And and this looks like a good choice. So uh, one that I would love to check out is Barcelona. Yeah, I, I saw the cover of this and it looks good. I saw Board and Dice. I didn't look any more into it because I just made an assumption that I'd already like it. So... Yeah, it's the weight is listed at three point five five on BGG. That's a good uh good euro weight. Uh huh. But it says sixty to ninety minutes. Yeah, they've been trying to do a lot more shorter games, which it, I do appreciate because that really means it'll be like two and a half hours. So, yeah. So yeah, I think it, it that looks good. So that was my choice, my first choice, Barcelona. All right, so my next one is actually a game I've played before, maybe. Three or four years ago. I don't know. It's It's been a minute. I feel like it's and, just, that's cheating. Well, but this one has a nice new shiny uh, look to it. And so, I like it. So it's like Dahlia's all over again. Yes, correct. Uh, and this game is called Tricks and Treats. And this is from the new version. It's from Trick or Treat Studios. Designer Emerson Matsuchi. 
Century Spice Road, mm-hmm. among others. Uh, I think this one's for sale. It's only 20 bucks. Uh, little card games are nice because they're usually cheap. And this is just a box and cards. And what you're doing in this game is you are trying to get candy in a candy basket, like trick-or-treating. The interesting thing here is everybody has a basket that's assigned to them. And your basket's going to be out in the middle of the table amongst other ones. So maybe there's five people playing. There may be like 12 baskets out. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to get as much candy in your basket as you can without people figuring out what your basket is. Because if they figure out which one you are, they can tattle on you and you're out of the game. There's also some um, funky special ability baskets that can shuffle the baskets around, move candy in and out, uh, switch baskets that people control around and all that kind of thing to just jazz it up a little bit. But it's just a little card game of putting candy in a basket, trying to guess who has each basket. It doesn't sound like it's fun, but when I played it, it was a ton of fun. Uh, And I like Trick or Treat Studios. They have really great production, cool art. That's the thing that I'm most excited about because they have funky art in a lot of their games. And I just want to try this again. So again, it's the second one I'm going to talk about because it's not as exciting, but I'm excited about it. So that's why it's on my list. And it's my list. I can say what I want. So my second one, Tricks and Treats. Clearly, you can say what you want because you've gotten away with two games that aren't even new. Um, <laughs> when did you play this? I'm guessing I haven't played it. Yeah, I played it with uh, Chris brought it over one time. I don't know if, where you were, what you were doing, probably out gallivanting. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> but I don't, it was me, Chris, and Amy. I think maybe Matt and Jamie or something, too. But you were not here. I don't know what you were doing. I was probably out earning some money or something. could be i don't know you do lots of things i don't know it's true i do lots of things uh my next one is actually a new game that you can pre-order at gen con (laughs) it is not a game i've played before nor is it just a reskidding of a game that already exists (laughs) okay we get it oh you sure because i could be even more obvious (laughs) Just wait to see my next one. It's going to kind of fall on the same thing. You freaking. (laughs) This game is called Federation. And if you look at the box cover, um, it looks like a total ripoff of the Senate from Star Wars. And I'm okay with that because I think that's kind of a cool, actually, idea. So you are trying to become the most influential and prestigious delegate at the Federation. So I, I, I don't love space. Y'all know that, but I love Star Trek and Star Wars, and this kind of pulls on like ideas from that. So I'm in. I can't help myself. So this is cool. You have um, these workers. So it's worker placement, but your workers have two sides. So you can use them to get uh, items from the board and there's like this big federation board uh there's different planets on there there's different spaces that allow you to do stuff and gain things uh it's a really the board all the boards this is huge fyi this sucker is huge the board itself is giant and then you've got a pretty sizable player board on top of that so lots lots of cool stuff going on and actually for a space game thankfully it's not all flipping black so yeah, it's, i was gonna say it has a really good color on it it does it has great color on it um it's got great production too like these inset like dual layer player boards it also has like a double the main board itself is actually 
double-sided so it's different um on each side which i always think is cool because they're a bunch of whiners are like well when you play it every game it's just all the same i'm like that's every game idiot but this has a lot of replayability for people that care about that so you can collect stuff uh you also could turn your uh token over and you are trying to get majorities because you can win things for getting majorities in certain areas on that board you get people to like influence um influence with you i think if i remember correctly i watched tom and a few people at dice tower discuss this game you watch some videos? What the? Are you I, sick? I've been watching. Did you? I also watched the Rado video. It's like I got I serious about doing this board game stuff. I thought you were just like, you misspoke. So I let that one go. But when you said it again, yeah, I was, I no. was, I was worried. I watched this video. Um, they said that the other thing about this is it's tracks. It's tracks that influence other tracks with tracks, which I was like, come again? Uh, we were big fans of tracks. The components are cool, but the tracks really interesting. You're moving up and you're gaining bonuses on these tracks. Uh, you're also using then you're trying to kind of race to get these little awards. And you also can, as you move on tracks, you can get these check marks that allow you to activate these bonuses that will then let you have kind of a bigger turn with more follow actions that you can use once you've got kind of these check marks together, which I really like. Uh, the components look boss. And when I tell you the company that produces it, you'll know why. <laughs> this is why it's off my list because of that reason. Yeah. Eagle Griffin. Eagle Griffin. Although um, it says Explore 8 is one of the publishers, but I think Eagle yeah, Griffin is it, one that has this at it, Gen Con. It looks like it's been out for a while because it's rated really highly on BGG. It is, but you can only pre-order is what it said on the thing. Weird. You, There's some on the geek market too, which well, is strange. Well, they might be French. Oh, oh yeah. that's true. Eo Griffin Deluxe Edition 2023. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Which 95 bucks is actually good because you can pre-order for $100. So oh, Dim Don't get me started on Eo Griffin. I, I was just blasting them on a YouTube video today. Oh, my gosh. Dimitri Perry. But there is so much going on in this game. The weight rating is 3.61. So it's like kind of a little bit heavier. Uh, Miguel Coimbra is the artist, which I'm, who I'm a fan of. Yeah, he has good art. He has good art. Um, but this looks fun for a space game. I love the idea of the Federation. I don't love area control, but there's a lot of other stuff happening. Um, you can do variable setup. There's, you know, they got this worker placement. You've got in-game bonuses also that are coming into it. Uh, it's only five rounds. Five round game. Um, so it's like five years you're working in developing alliances and things in the Federation. Um, five year mission, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> See, that's why I'm like, dude, there's a lot of cool tie-ins <laughs> here. Um, and you're trying to get these prestige points. I think this looks really, really good. Um, so that's my second choice. Again, another like pretty heavy Euro, Federation. Yeah, I, I didn't give this one a ton of looks just because the price is outrageous. And Eagle Griffin. But 
it was space, so I figured we'd never play it. But after I'm looking at it, I was like, man, that looks really good. I know. As I was looking at all these, I'm like, man, Jason would love this game. I'm like, why didn't he pick any of these games? I don't know. I I guess I wasn't doing a good job. I don't know. I watched videos. You completely lost your mind. <laughs> picked all games that we already own and played before, even though you just said I didn't want, I didn't know what to pick because I, I, I didn't want to pick games I played before. And then you did. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing very well, yeah. Um, I mean, we're just pretty okay, but you are really phoning it in, buddy. Okay, so my next one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Technically, I haven't played this one. That's true. So it's not breaking the rules. It's kind of like game 1.5 version, I think. And that is Everdell Farshore. And this is from Starling Games, James and Clarissa Wilson. I think it's for demo only. I don't know. It's supposed to be releasing around this time, so there might be some for sale. But I do know when it goes for sale, it's going to be $100, which is insane. Um, but this is, it's effectively Everdell, but it adds or and tweaks some rules, which I don't know how I feel about it, but that's that's kind of why I wanted to demo it to see kind of how the differences were. So you, it's a different theme. It's a different artist. It's not Andrew Bosley, but... In this one, instead of uh, in regular Everdell, it's still worker placement. And you're trying to build cards and all that stuff. But instead of trying to link up, like if I build the school, I can play the teacher for free, that kind of thing. But I'm mm-hmm. looking for that specific card. In this one, you get three anchors and you can play any card with any other card as long as they're the same color. And you can do that three times. Hmm. So while, yes, that gives you more freedom, it also takes away of doing it more than three times. And there's also this track around the outside. It's kind of like an in-game goal track where if you build, I don't know, like if, you, if you're if you the first player to build three green like farm building type things, you get to move some points around the outside. And the farther you get on that outside track, the more points you're going to get at the end of the game. There's yeah. a few more additional tweaks, but those are the big ones. Um, so it... it feels a lot like regular Everdell, but I just wanted to kind of demo it and look at it and see how different it was. Because I don't know why after you do that big box of Everdell, that now you're going to come out with a different Everdell game that feels a lot like the regular Everdell. It just seems a little weird to me, so I wanted to check it out. So this is on here just for the sheer curiosity factor. Mm-hmm. So my third one, Everdell Farshore. Might be for sale. I don't know. I couldn't find out for sure. Yeah. Wow, yet another game, sort of like games we already have and have played. Interesting. <laughs> but we haven't played it. It's different. Yeah, okay, sure, different. We haven't played the other ones either. They're sort of different, too. It's hmm. true. I'm interested in this because I think a lot of people were upset about, I got a big box, now this comes out. But this is a totally different game. It's not an expansion. So the big box is a separate thing. Like, I'm okay I, with it. It doesn't. To me, watching some videos, it doesn't feel different enough okay. to be a different game. I guess if I was going to come out with another Everdell game, I wouldn't make it a worker placement game. Right. I would do, like, I don't know, a deck building game or some kind of other game yeah. that has the similar vibe to it. They need to have a chat with Emerson Mitsuchi. Yeah, true. I see what you mean. I'm really sad that it's not the same artist, though. Yeah, it looks similar, but you can definitely tell it's not him. I think that was a misstep, but maybe they just couldn't get him or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's expensive now, probably. Oh, with good reason. Worker's worth his wages. Um, Yeah, I think I'm I'm 
interested in it. I, if I got a chance, I'd like to play it. I don't know what's on, if it's on like a, yeah, we must own this kind of thing. Cause I'm not a completionist and, uh, and we have Everdell, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, my next one is another, uh, shockingly, um, kind of heavy as hero. <laughs> the complexity rating is 3.33. So it's down a little bit. But this game, the th- and it's been out for a while, and apparently I talked about it on a Kickstarter preview, a Kickstarter news item. I'm so sorry. I don't remember what I say from week to week, so I have totally forgot. But at least I've never played it before. Uh, it's not another game we have. Uh, but it combines... <laughs> You're a jerk. It combines Asian theme with literary works. <laughs> it's like it was made just for me. This game is Jiangnan Life of Gentry. So you are creating and curating literary works of the Ming Dynasty. So I watched uh, a little bit of Rado's preview on this. <laughs> I really did. I can't believe that I as I'm looking back I'm like wow I I really did. I checked these things out pretty thoroughly. Uh, you couldn't tell by the way I talk about it. I'm like, what is this game again? But the interesting thing is you can play like a single scenario or through multiple campaigns with this, which I think is really an interesting way to do things. And more games are kind of doing that. So it's like if you really enjoyed it, you don't just necessarily, again, those people who are like, same game. You don't necessarily have to just keep replaying the same game. You can continue on in a campaign-ish style mode. But this has bag action tile bag building ho, ho, ho. plus worker placement i like both those things so you're like these literati and these artisans you're in this elite gentry class whatever um and you're skilled in these arts right so you are going to use some of that and you want to like capture it like they have these i think they're like in-game bonuses that are like the trends that you're going to be scoring on. And they've got this awesome, I mean, oh, the components are so cool on this one. And I believe that they are either, they're selling it, in, and they're also selling the deluxe all-in version from Kickstarter too. At Jinkan? Yeah. Nice. Um, the artwork is freaking gorgeous. I mean, yeesh. It looks awesome. So, um, I started to watch Rado's preview and then it took probably a good 20 minutes before he actually got to play the game. So, cause you sounds know, like Rado, you know how he do. Uh, so do I actually know how to play the game? No, I don't so much for watching the video. Cause it didn't help me. Cause I couldn't get through Rado jabbering. Uh, but I do know that there's just personal player boards and you can get, you can have, um, you can, I think you can, no, maybe. See, I watched both these Rados, now they're running together in my brain. <laughs> Rado runs together. <laughs> oh, hilarious. But you're using your worker placement to try and advance yourself in these different, um, it's not all literary, but artistic type movements. Um, and you also, you want to spec- try to specialize in the areas that are going like the end game scoring, but you can score in other ways as well. So there's lots of different ways to make points in this, which I really like. Um, there's like the iconography looks really good. 
uh, just really cool artwork, very cool Asian theme. Um, the artwork in some ways reminds me of, um, oh, the game with the stairs and Gugong. yes, yes, it has this kind of Gugong feel to it. There are multiple different types of tracks as well, which I'm always fan. And your player board is really cool. It's got like this little like ink area with like a brush because you're doing calligraphy or whatever, which I think is awesome. It has those like gold ingot type things that uh, the banking, the Chinese banking game we have does. Ping Yao. Ping Yao, which I think that those components are awesome. There's just a... Like just looking at this game, I'm like, whoa! I, I I can't wait to get my hands on this. Like, it looks super meaty, which I think is interesting. That's only a three point three three because it looks even more in depth than the other couple I talked about. But it is ninety nine dollars. <laughs> well, this company's in Taiwan, so that makes sense. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in, involved too. Uh, lots of components that look really great. Um, I would love to sit and see this. If I could, I need to watch a, somebody else besides Rado play it so I could actually see it played. Yeah, this one does seem cool. I remember you talking about it on the podcast, and I like some of this company's games. The only game we have from them is uh, Symphony Number no. 9. So oh. I mean I know you don't really like that game, but it has cool production. It does. And interesting That's true. Theme and all that. That's so true. I feel like from since then they've been doing more like Euroy games. Mm. Uh, they've mm-hmm. they've gone deeper into some of the heavier games, which is cool. So yeah, this is definitely one I want to check out too. All right, so my last one is not one that I played before. It's not a reprint. It's new. Okay. So everybody. Can oh my gosh. You found one. Just the last one on the entire list. <laughs> I found one. Yes. And this is on my list for one reason. Basically, it's a Phil Walker Harding game. And I'm a huge fan of him. Even his games that aren't that great that I don't like that much are still fun games. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just, you know, it's just not for me. But this game is called Spellbook. And it's from Space Cowboys, and I think it's a demo only. I don't know. I tried to figure that out, but there's barely any pictures on BGG, so I'm going with that, that that is accurate, that it's a demo. And I read through this. I still don't really know what's going on, but I know you have a familiar. You're a wizard or a sorcerer that has a familiar. You're a wizard, Ari. And you're trying to collect these different cards to make different spell combinations to give you powers that last through the game. Uh, according to BGG, there's 2,100 different spell combinations po- possible, which is Ooh. crazy. Uh, and you're trying to basically fill your grimoire of spells and may or have a familiar that is fully fed. Now, I don't know how that happens. There's no, it's just a paragraph of how that you're collecting spells and you have to do that. So I don't know how that works. But the components are really neat. They look like they have like some little chits that you're pulling out of a bag to put on these different spell cards that you have. And you're just trying to do spells. I don't really know if it's drafting. I don't know any of that stuff. Um, but it's Phil Walker Harding, so I'm sure it's going to be good, whatever it is. And that's kind of why it's on my list. And I do like some of the art that's in it. The components look pretty neat. Um, so I figure I could give this a go if I can ever find it and figure out what it is. So... My last one from Space Cowboy and Phil Walker Harding, Spellbook. 
Yeah, I was actually interested in this, and I was going to talk about it if you hadn't. Since, again, I talk about games that are new and we haven't played yet. Um, but, yeah, this looks really good. And I, I like the theme, and I thought the art looked good. It just looks like an interesting game. I do wish there was some more info, though, because I really do want to know more about it. But yeah, BGG really let me down here. But well, I mean, it, if it's it's new, and that's probably why. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. So last one I'm going to talk about is not like a heavy worker placement Euro. I went super light. I went to our old faithful friends Prospero Hall and Funko uh, for Disney Animated. And I actually, I saw an ad for this or somehow it popped up either in my Facebook feed or some other kind of social media. I don't remember. Um, and I was like, ooh, this looks cool. And actually, Jason had never heard of it when I told him about it. I know. He got me. He got me. Which never happens. And I think that this is available to buy. It says that it's on Amazon right now. So there's that. But this is a cooperative game. Much lighter. And it's Disney themed. But it's Disney like animation. So in the game, you're going to make five classic Disney films. And you have to like get the background art. Um, You want to use sounds. You know, you've got to get these things together to make these feature films. So it's not like villainous where you're actually playing through the story. You're really doing the animation, the background work in this, which I think is super cool. Um, and the the way it looks is awesome. So like one of them is the seven dwarves. And so it's even got the year it was out, which believe it or not was 1937. And you've got to get sound. You're laying these pieces on there. And then like you're adding characters and things. Um, and what, when you lay things on there, it looks like the cells, like the old fashioned, like clear cells that they would paint on. And you add that to these player boards um, for the different movies, which I think is really cool. It's like uh, Alice in Wonderland, 101 Dalmatians, uh, Snow White. I'm trying to think of what the five are. Aladdin. I'm missing one, aren't I? Yeah, I don't remember what they are, actually. So I don't know. I don't know. But there's at least several of them. But in addition to that, like you have a certain time. There's a deadline to get this. So that's kind of what you're playing against. Also, the components are cool. Well, to, oh, I think Fantasia is the other one. Anyway, there are cards then that are villains that are actually going, villains from these movies. They're going to act against you. Like they might advance the deadline. They might lower your hand limit of cards or things that you can play down. Um, there might be some kind of calamity where you have to get rid of like two animation cards at random. Um, it may be that, you know, there's a certain combination of things. So they just kind of make it difficult. So it's not like it's, Oh, it's going to be super easy, you know, whatever to place these little cells on there and fulfill it. Um, Cause you are working together, but there are things actively working against you as well as a deadline to try and get this completed. I am, I'm I'm a big fan of Disney. I'm not one of those, you know, people that as an adult goes to Disney without children. That's a whole nother story. And you take what you will about that. But 
I do love Disney animated movies and even the animation process. Like I've watched so many really cool behind the scenes documentaries on Disney plus about it. Like it's fascinating to me. And so to kind of combine some of that like playful animation with like re- more, I want to say quote unquote, real life grounded effects, like, you know, placing the cells and adding voices and adding background and those kind of things. Uh, I think it's really cool. So I, I really want to try this. I am so tempted just to go buy it off Amazon. Uh, but you, I believe, can play it there at Gen Con. So my last official choice is Disney Animated. It's yeah, about- I, almost bought, I almost bought this a couple days ago, actually. Really? Yeah, I saw it on Amazon. Well, it is $35. Noble Knight, $29.95. But they're nice. shipping, That's good. I'm sure. It's a good deal. Yep. All right, so those are four from each of us. As I was making my list, I there were so many um, expansions that I was super interested in that we already have these games. Imagine that. Um, also, some kind of reiterations of games, which is where Jason's game should have gone into this section. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, so do you want to talk about the expansions maybe yeah i don't know much about the first one but i could probably talk about all the rest of them oh i can talk about the first one yeah you can talk about the first one i'll take the rest okay so the first one is iki akabono which uh we've talked about iki before you know i love me an asian themed game and this is japan uh that's two for two but akibono actually adds um bridges to it so there's kind of a different path to go um I think on the bridges, are you getting fish? You there's um you get some like there are there are fish and stuff in in the current in the base game, but they add like more of those. There's new pipe, new tobacco, new fish tokens. Um, you get some more character cards too. Um, like you ships are coming in at this bridge, so you can also like trade with them build the ships too uh so just adding like another thing onto this game that i already think is flipping fantastic um you can meet famous people on the bridge that are from the Edo era i'm not familiar with any of those people but i want to learn them oh my gosh and these little cute boat people are so cute oh my gosh uh yeah it looks real good the sailors look real cute so that's iki akabono yeah, Iki's a good game. We need to bust that out again and, tr- and play it. I, f- I forget how it goes. I do want to play it. I'll watch a video. <laughs> That's true. Um, so the one game that I almost put on my list, but <laughs> it would have fit in perfectly, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Lawyer Up Season 2. This is just more cases for Lawyer Up. If you don't know what Lawyer Up is, it's a two-player only, like, back and forth you're trying a case, someone's a prosecution, someone's a defense, but really what you're doing is you're playing like a tug of war with cards, trying to match these different symbols to sway the jury in your favor. And what that means is moving a token either to your side or to the other side to meet the win condition of the case that you're trying. Uh, we have season one. It's got like the Godfather, Salem Witch Trials, a basic like, I think there's a, a divorce case and a murder case. Um, but this has got like some fantasy stuff. There's orcs. Um, more like kind of outlandish stuff. So what? Just, yeah, there, the one I saw had like fantasy characters on it. The one I've seen is not. There's like a casino heist. There's a divorce. 
there's a private eye and then there's also a solo there's a solo mode added uh, to this the box i saw had so i assumed it had orcs on the cover which mm-hmm. was weird so i just assumed it was all fantasy but either way it's more cases for the game which if you're into this game that'll just give you more replayability the buzzword of the day where did you see this box cover it was on the i thought it was on the gen con thing it was like a box and the characters are like green with like horns uh, no no you need to look at the box cover uh, again maybe, maybe i looked at it wrong <laughs> I'll look at it again. It's later. just a guy with a really pointy nose and chin, and everything's kind of stylized in purple. Okay, maybe I just assumed it was uh, fantasy then by looking at it. It's not. All right, so next is a, an expansion for Ex Libris, which is cool. But the most cool thing about mm-hmm. this is they're reprinting the base game with bigger text on the tiles. Oh, yeah. F- for the love of Pete, that was like a huge huge miss like a huge miss from the company renegade really screwed the pooch there those tiles are so hard to read i don't even care about the expansion here it's i think it's just more rooms and stuff just more stuff but having the base game with bigger tiles or bigger words on the tiles or iconography or something i welcome that because it's a good game but it's so hard to i never want to get it out because i hate having to look at the tiles all the time it's a pain in the neck uh, there's so that's cool. Yeah. There's like different assistants and stuff. There is an adorable little Sasquatch. Oh, oh yeah, man, he's so. Isn't cute. there a, a Sasquatch in the base game though? I don't know, but this one's like all hairy and stuff. He's cute. Oh yeah. I don't see. I don't know if they just made like new new pieces. Yeah, they're like screen printed, and ours are just just wooden shapes. Yeah, yeah. We have a Sasquatch. It's just a wooden shape. Just not as cute as this Sasquatch. Speaking of different shapes, though. Uh, the Cryptid Cafe server pack. Uh, this is just different bits that you can play as in the game. Um, this was for sale when we actually bought ours, but we didn't get it because it's like twenty bucks just for extra meeples. And you know I'm a cheapskate, so we didn't do it. But <laughs> if you like, if you like Cryptid Cafe and you want just more characters that more wooden bits to play with, then check this out. They're really cool. There's a bunch of different funky ones. Um, because there's a tons of cryptids, and in the game, I think there's only like five or six. So this gives you, I think, like ten more or something like that, a whole bunch more. And there's, then, to, oh, no, oh there's also going to be an actual, um, ex, or there's going to be. It's another game. It's not an expansion coming from Cryptic Cafe called The Chef's Apprentice. Yeah, I saw. That. I think I posted that about that on the page. Yeah, that looks cool. I didn't see it on Gen Con, but no, I think it has similar art. At least the same kind of art style, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the last expansion, I guess kind of expansion, but kind of a standalone game is Takedo Duo. So this is a two-player only version of Takedo. I haven't actually looked into this too much, but I know it has similar vibes, like you're trying to collect paintings and you know hot springs and stuff, but it's doing it in a nice little two-player package. Uh, if you like Takedo and you... it's pro- Takedo's not great at two players. So if you like that vibe of that game, then this is probably one you should check out because it's made specifically for two players. So there you go. Yeah, I just love the art of Takedo and I would like to play it more. And I think maybe like a two player version might get played more. I don't know. That might be wishful thinking, but <laughs> um, I also another uh, kind of genre that I saw a lot of cool things that I wanted to look at was kids games. And we're always on the lookout for kids' games because we don't want to be playing War, Uno, Candyland, and Monopoly for the rest of our lives. 
So Jason and I are always looking for cool kids games. And one that caught our eye uh, was Hansel and Gretel. It actually came out in 2021, but I'm guessing this is a, finally an English version. <laughs> yeah, who is bringing it over here? I don't know. Um, it's by Huck or something. That's what the picture says. Grana. Oh, uh, yeah. Grana. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that other... That Huck does have stuff in the U.S., though. Yeah, uh, Huck does. Uh, we have some games. Mm-hmm, we do. So Hansel Gretel, Gretel, it's based on their their fairy tale. There is an ad- it's the setup for this is cool because there is a little house made of gingerbread with sweets all over it in the middle of it, and the Hansel and Gretels move along outside. So it's cooperative, and so they're placing um tile. You're placing tiles in this playing area to create sweets and finish sweets. Um. But then there's dots on these tiles. And by looking at the dots, you sh- it, it will tell you how far you move Hansel, Gretel, and the witch around the gingerbread house. So you want to make sure that the witch doesn't ever reach Hansel or Gretel. Um, and then you don't want Hansel or Gretel to catch up to the witch. Um, yeah, that that's super clever right there. That That's awesome. Yes. So, and like what's, it's really cute because like the board's kind of like, it almost, I think you put this in the bottom of the of the box. Uh, you sit at the gingerbread house in the middle and then the characters, like their legs go down onto the edge of the box. And then there's little like cookie spaces that move around the edge of the box. So that's kind of your track, which I think is super cool. It's so cute. It's like the freaking most adorable thing. Um, and I've always been fascinated by the Hansel and Gretel tale because it's super creepy. Well, it's so Brothers you, Grimm, so that makes sense. Right. So that one's really cool. The next one is a personal shout out for me. Um, Spy Family is an anime that I've really gotten into and my I had my daughter watch it with me. And there's a Spy Family game called Mission for Peanuts. So um, I do not know anything about this game other than that it's Spy Family themed. And you've got it's there's deduction, deception, change in rules, fast paced rounds. So it's not for kids, but it's animated. Yeah, I was gonna say that's all that stuff sounds a little more complicated than a kid's game. Yeah, it totally is. It's about spies and secret agents and the forger which in the anime, like that's kind of what's happening anyway. Um, but if you there a lot of people just really love the spy family. Um, universe and stuff so i thought they might be excited by that but jason talked about a game that he's already played about halloween yep tricks and treats um there was another halloween game listed that would be at gen con and i i really i really love halloween really love halloween this one is called haunted halloween the trick or treat game So you are going through this haunted neighborhood and you're trick-or-treaters. So you go door-to-door to to try and collect candy and then get out of the neighborhood. But ghosts come out of the graveyard that'll steal your candy. And so you earn points by going to to houses by collecting candy. So you're rolling dice moving along through the graveyard to these houses. But there's also dice that move the ghosts around who are going to steal candy. When you get on the doorstep like of a house, you spin like a spinner and that tells you what happens. So you could get more candy or nobody's at home or the banshee uh, moves along the full moon tracker and release more ghosts. Or there's also a candy coffin. 
that you can try to take take a risk and raid um but you could make uh everybody mad and invoke the spirit's wrath if you take their if you take their candy i i think that just sounds super fun that's all the information about it but like you got little trick-or-treaters that are dressed as like a witch and a vampire and a mummy and a werewolf and it's super colorful just and like just a cute little um cute little graveyard which seems ironic but uh, on this game board a, a little bit roll and move but i love me a good halloween theme so that's haunted halloween the trick-or-treat game maybe in a less scary one and i actually showed this to my daughter and she was like let's get that and i'm like well it's not out yet it's a game called picnic twist and there is little to nothing out there about this game but it is shaped like a little takeaway box Oh, yeah, I saw this. That box looked cool. It is. And, like, the little, uh, uh, like, ant, like, they're not people. The little food on it are adorable. There's, like, a sandwich and an ice cream cone, like, a little muffin and a little drink. Um, and all the BGG thing says, it's from Blue Orange, and I'm a big fan of them. It just says, players try to organize their picnic meals and tablecloths in the best way possible, drafting domino-style cards, then placing them in their play area to create the largest possible number of similar elements, both food and tablecloth patterns. So you're trying to get the, the tablecloth behind the food to match other tablecloths and all the food to kind of be in groups. It just says it includes several game modes and bonuses. And that's it. It says I can buy it at Noble Knight for $13. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. But there's not a ho- anything else. There's not an official link. Apparently four people own it. 11 people want it. And that's it. There's four people who are probably reviewers. It's just super de-duper cute. And I love me a cute game. Yes, yeah, it says in stock. Only one left in stock. Box game. Huh. It's real cute. It's real cute. So that's Picnic Twist. I take for another one of just a personal favorite for me. I, I'm a big fan of Hello Kitty. It's just like my Asian, right? I guess I, I love Hello Kitty. There's a Hello Kitty game. Hello Kitty Day at the Park. And you got all your little Sanrio people there at the park. I, I mean, come on. This is designed by the same lady that did Campy Creatures. <gasps> it's going to no, be... Cre- creature Comfort, sorry. See, it's going to be good, man. So you you got your Sanrio people. You are trying to have the most epic day of fun at the local park. So you're going to lay tiles and complete adventures as you move around. You get items. And then you complete these adventures and you take selfies to document that you did them. Uh, you're trying to get these... <laughs> symbols yeah go ahead that's right up rory's alley with the selfies and it like it scales so there's like a simpler version and then there actually are more advanced strategies in there which i think is cool because you're like um kind of doing some contract fulfillment tile placement type stuff there's no pictures which makes me real sad there's nothing else about it nope it says it's coming to kickstarter uh september so yeah, this this is one that I wouldn't mind backing because I think Roy would like it, and I like Roberta's games. I've played a couple of them. Well, Creature Comforts being the big one. So if Bats is in know. there, you're you're in. 
Oh, if Bats is in there, this is a 100% guarantee back. <laughs> Jason doesn't care how much it is. <laughs> I love Bats. <laughs> I know you do. And while Hello Kitty is something that I have always loved, um, another kind of nostalgia type thing for me is a Smurfs. And there's a new Smurfs game. Oh, yes. The Smurfs Hidden Village. And you're going to rebuild your mushroom village and find the missing Smurfs. So this is the design team from Draftosaurus. Antoine Bauza. Ludovic Montblanc. Teo Riviere. Teo Riviere. I mean, come yep. on. This, this is going to be good. It's probably light. That would be my guess. It is. It's, it's, it's a cooperative. It's a cooperative. Um, but but each Smurf has their own player powers, own sets of skills, which is so true, like this cartoon. And so you have to find the missing Smurfs. You're you're collecting things. You're building inventions. Find the Smurfs. Rebuilding the mushroom houses while you're trying to outsmart Gargamel and his cat Azriel. Oh yeah. I call Smurf it. Oh man. All right. I want to be... I, I guess since she's the only girl, you can be her. Gee, thanks. I want to be Papa Smurf, man. He knows he's the most. He's got the red hat, man. I know, right? Anyway, this... I, I love... I love me some Smurfs. And it's got a good design team behind it. I don't know. There's nothing about it. No forums. Uh, no discussion. No nothing. There's nothing. I would probably buy this one without knowing anything about it, just based on who designed it, too. For sure. Uh, it 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 looks pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, so I love me some Smurfs. And then last, I, everybody knows I'm a big fan of deduction, at least to this point. And so when I saw a little game called Deducto, even though I don't like birds, I'm like, this looks so cute. Um, and so Deducto... You are trying to nab your secret suspect first. So this is uh, published by GameRight, which Ooh, I'm. That, that's interesting. Exactly, that's what I thought. Um, so you're trying to you're going you're trying to use logic and deduction to figure out the animal, their disguise, and the location on like your hidden card. And um, it doesn't specifically say it says age eight plus, but it's like it talks about some some kinds of suspects like pinky the pig in a wig at the pier or polly the pigeon wearing a mustache in the park so um that sounds really fun it doesn't tell you how you go about the deduction there is one video i just now see that oh it was only uploaded 15 hours ago so that's why i was like i didn't see that before hmm uh, but it says you can buy it on Amazon right now for $16. Oh, my gosh. The artwork's adorable. The artwork's so cute. Franny the fox, Polly the pigeon, Bruno the bear, Dante the dog, Pinky the pig, Clyde the cat, and Roxy uh, the rabbit. And so there's like, those are the suspects, and there's different disguises they can wear. So there's only about, what, like eight disguises and then eight different locations. So it's pretty, it seems, you know, pretty light. And for $16, that's not bad. It looks, it looks good. It looks cute. I definitely would want to check it out if I were there at Gen Con. Oh man, there's a little video here. What the heck? Well, I mean, I don't think GameRight can sell a game that costs more than 20 bucks. So there is that. 
That's true. Yeah, but it, uh, I think it's a good way to learn deductive reasoning. Really cute artwork, really cute premise. So I was super interested in that. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so those are all the games that uh, we would have been interested in checking out had we gone to Gen Con. Hmm. But since we couldn't go to Gen Con, we figured we would talk about them and make all of you who can't go to Gen Con also feel bad that you're missing out on those games as well. Or those of you that are going to Gen Con are maybe already there. Maybe you'll listen to this episode and be like, hey, I'm going to check those things out because those sound good to me too. No, Uh, I just wanted people to feel bad. I didn't want any of that. Oh my gosh. We love our listeners. We want them to be uplifted. Or if you walk past one of these games, you're like, you know what? This game is so cheap. I'm going to buy this and mail it to Katie and Jason. I'll allow that. That sounds good. (laughs) No way. We want you all to have a good time. We just want to talk about the games that are out there. It's very exciting. There are a lot of games being demoed, pre-ordered everything out there at Gen Con. Because I felt like Origins is a little lacking in that this year. So um, lots of things to check out. If you are at Gen Con, if you have gone, if you're going, tell us about your experience. Tell us what games you picked up. Want to see a Gen Con haul? Tell us if you checked out these games. Do they meet our expectations? Do they fail miserably? What do we miss? What do we overlook? We love to hear from you, even though you haven't heard from us in a while. (laughs) But maybe you'll hear from us a couple times this week. We'll see. Ooh, sounds like a spoiler. Yep, yep. All right, well, that's why it, I do I spoil things? Uh, that's true. Like the entire list, because you didn't follow the rules. In my defense, I was why? excited about these games. I, I I feel like that's like the caveat for everything you say. In my defense, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it's not like uh, we're okay or even good. <laughs> We're just pretty okay. It's fine. You need to find yourself a better lawyer, some better representation (laughs) for you in the future. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. Well, I think that's enough to go on for this episode. I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming and check out all the games that are reprints that are at Gen Con and tell Katie that she's wrong. Y'all know I'm not wrong. (laughs)